0: Well, if I haven't said it to you already, Merry Jesus Christmas to you and your family. And uh, we are already just days away from a new year. I believe 2024 is the year to attack the host of hell like never before and recover all. I am uh, I'm excited for what a ahead. And we're going to have some challenges for sure. You better believe it when we've got uh, an election year coming up. But this is not a time to fear anything except Yahovah. Fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, as Solomon said. And uh, the fear of men bringeth a snare, doesn't it? I'm tired of fearing men. There's a scripture verse. I don't want to uh, misquote it. Proverbs 29-25 really set me free. Proverbs 29:25. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in Yehovah shall be safe. Now, do you believe the word of God? I ask myself, do I believe the word of God? Of course we do. Then you can stand on this one word right here and not worry. Also, remember, Jesus said, be anxious for nothing. Fret not. Jesus said, I'll never leave nor forsake you. I'm with you till the end. So we need to start believing the word of God. And if not, we're double-minded. It says, a double-minded man is an unstable in all his ways, and let him not think that when he asks the Lord for anything, it shall be given him. Paraphrased. God's not happy with us when we're double-minded, and I have had my share of double-mindedness. So I'm pointing the finger at myself. But not anymore. Not anymore you know what, we're going to walk by faith and not by sight. Did any of the information that you heard about the New World Order, did it get you killed this year? Did it hurt you? Did it benefit you? And ask yourself about that. In years past too. Now, provided you're informed, you probably sidestep the you know what in the arm. That's true. Praise God for that. But aside from that, you know, we've heard about everything there is to hear. And all that we need to know is in the Bible. So let's stop being in fear. Let's stop wasting time on things that are designed to just get you and I to stop moving forward for Jesus. To stay sedentary. To even back Slide or backtrack, fall away. Get your focus off the goal, the prize. Paul said, I don't want to know anything among you but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I mean, that's the truth right there. When it gets down to it, all this other stuff is ancillary and really doesn't amount to a hill of beans other than you do need to know that before Christ comes back, we will probably see the tribulation. There will be unparalleled persecution. But even so, it's nothing new under the sun. It happened before, it will happen again. And the, the answer on how to endure to the end is in the Word of God. It's in building our faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It's not in the fear of man, but it's put our faith and trust in the Lord. Others' hearts will fail them for the fear of things that are coming in the future. But that doesn't have to be the case with you and I. If God says if we put our faith, put our trust in him, we shall be safe, then he means exactly what he says. And we just commit our ways and our future into his hands. And we get focused on the tasks that he's called us to do. Jesus has not called us to recoil. He's told us to pick up a cross and follow him. In fact, the word of God is very clear. The fearful will not inherit the kingdom of God. So do you think that we need to be feeding on fear? I'm not saying you don't stay informed. But most people major <clears throat> in news and politics and they minor in the good news of Jesus Christ and if, if at all they're not doing Mark 16. I want to do Mark 16 better this year. Sh- share the gospel, have some signs that fall, cast out devils. Lay hands on the sick that they recover. Speak in new tongues. We're not to fear if anybody tries to poison us. If you drink any deadly poison, it shall not harm you. Now, that's very specific. It's talking about drinking poison. That was one of the ways people assassinated each other. Back then, they still do today. It has nothing to do with what you're putting in your arm. People said, oh, I can take that and just claim Mark 16. No, you can't. That's not what it said. Number one, it would be very foolish put anything in your body at this juncture going forward. You know what I'm saying. I have to tread carefully in case I decide to put this up on YouTube. Because they already gave me a warning. Next one would be a strike. Well, okay. That's not the topic here today. So much as it is an exhortation to... It's time to turn the tables on the enemy in 2024. I'm going to go to a song because I heard something crank up outside and I hope it's not what I think it is. Stand by. No, that's the garbage truck. Okay, good, good. Sometimes I hear a uh, a noise and I have to listen intently because uh, if it is the fumigator, <laughs> that is going to be a problem. Periodically over here, people uh, hire someone to come to the neighborhood or their home specifically and fumigate. And they have this uh, thing looks like a, um, a weed blower, leaf blower, except that uh, what it's got, it's got a tank on the side of it with some chemical, and it they fumigate. Instead of blowing air out, it blows out uh, air and chemical, and just it's a fogger is what it is. And just imagine a thick white fog. Enveloping your house and coming into your house, it's germ warfare is what it is. Some kind of pesticide. And uh, I've had to get out there and and have some confrontations and let some people know, do not fumigate my house. And you still get some of it. Some of the after effects that just the wind grabs it and throws it your way. Okay. But thank God that wasn't that what I thought it was. Um Okay, let me stay focused. That's the key. We need to stay focused on the Great Commission. It's time to turn the tables on the enemy. It's time to focus on doing the Lord's work like never before. That's how you hurt the enemy. Plucking souls out of the fire. Winning them for Jesus. Setting them free in Jesus' name by casting out demons. We've got to stay focused folks like a racehorse with blinders on. The enemy has stolen too much of our time collectively. We've wasted too much time. Many of us, not all. Some of you maybe have been right on target. But maybe you haven't. And you said, you know what? Yeah. I've invested some time in things that are just vain pursuits. We're all going to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ one day and give an accounting. We can make any excuse we want here, but what excuse are we going to have when we stand before Jesus? And they said, what do you do with your time? We can't say one person had more time than another. No, that's not physically possible. We all have 24 hours in a day. What are we doing with that time? Are we spending any of it in the Word of God? I knew, I know for myself, I didn't spend enough in the Word of God this year, but I'm changing that. I'm forcing myself to get in the word. I'm crucifying the flesh. The flesh doesn't want to open the Bible. It wants to put it off and put it off and go watch a movie. Go do something else. We've got to crucify the flesh and cast out demons. But I need the word in my life more now than ever. How about you? We all do. It rene- we renew our mind through the hearing of God's worth. I need to build faith. Do you need to build some faith? Well, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So get in the word. The devil, if he can stop you from doing anything this year, it would be to stop you from getting in the word. Look at the hours that we have spent on entertainment. Maybe tuning into programs like Alex Jones. God bless him, but he needs to concentrate on his soul right now. Get saved and get sober. Get some deliverance. Let's pray for him right now. Father God, in Jesus' name, we lift up Alex Jones. I ask that you pour out your goodness, mercy, and grace in him. Save him. Deliver him. We bind his strong men in Jesus' name. Bind every demon of alcohol. We bind every wicked spirit that has gotten into him. Deep wounded hurt and trauma. We command those spirits to loose his mind and will that he can make a decision to follow Jesus. Father God, give Alex Jones a road to Damascus experience. Knock him off his high horse. Whatever you got to do, save his soul, God. Give him a dream, a vision. Let him be visited by an angel. Hear a voice, your audible voice. Whatever it takes, God. Put someone in his path. Wake him up, for it's too late. it will surrender his life to you, Jesus, and truly follow you and bear fruit. Bless and save him. He's done a lot of good work in Jesus' name. Amen. We don't just talk. We need to. We need to put faith in action. Begin to pray for people. Because time's running out, and we're going to stand before the Lord Jesus, and we're going to have to give an accounting. The books are going to be open at the judgment seat of Christ. If you and I die in Christ, the books are going to be open. Everything's going to be laid out. Don't wait till then to decide you're going to start reading the Bible or start working for Jesus. Working for Jesus begins with the Lord. Here I am. What can I do for you? He doesn't use everybody in the same way. He is not going to use everybody and turn him into a Billy Graham, or make him a missionary, or have him pastor a church, or call them to be a prophet or an apostle or a teacher. God has many needs out there, and it's the needs of the Lord's army. When I worked for the U.S. Army as a civilian for DOD from '89 to '96. I was a young man when I went into to work for the government. Best job I ever had. And uh, for what it did for me, six and a half years, we used to have to make assignments for one officer aviator pilots. I worked at PERSCOM headquarters in personnel branch, aviation branch, warrant officer division. And people would call and looking for information on the next assignment and uh, they could put in a preference sheet and the career manager would consider that when they came up for rotation to a new assignment. But at the end of the day they would tell you very clear, uh, clearly it's based on the needs of the army. At the end of the day their needs prevail. We may want to do this or that but what does the Lord want of you and me? What did Jesus say? He put his request to the Lord but he said the Lord Nonetheless, not my will, but thy will be done. We've got to get to that point. And we need to get there very quick, because we're all running out of time. I don't know how much time i got left. How about you? <clears throat> it's less than it was. Another year, another birthday, another Mary Jesus Christmas, another a week gone by. We need to redeem the time, because the days are evil, and the devil... Is hoping that we will not report for duty, we will not muster, that he can distract us, he can divert us, and get us off the assignment of the Lord until he can run down our clock and then it's, oop, there it is. Mute point. We're out of time. It'll be too late then for each of us. So I had to take off some time. Uh, I did not vacation. I've been here the entire time at my house uh, trying to get my head screwed on right heal my body get some things jump started that I knew I needed to get going and it's been a very successful time I want to thank you all for bearing with me as we we're off air I want to thank those that have sent some support in thank you very much it kept us alive we live by faith but I had to get some things done get some things turned around we all do And better sooner than later. Because one day it's going to be too late. And what we wanted to do for the Lord will be a mood issue. What we could have done for the Lord will be a mood issue. And it starts with the Lord, here I am. What is your will for me? What are the needs of your army? And we serve with the pleasure of the Lord. We need to yield to the Lord this year in 2024. And Lord, what is it that you want me to do? And I will do it. And that is my prayer. And be ready. He can change your assignment at any time. He can move you. Put you in a new direction. You thought you were going one way, he can send you another. But God knows best. If we just put our faith and trust in him. And I think that this is the year we get some payback on the enemy. It's time to get some laser focus. on what really matters. It's serving the Lord. Bearing some fruit and occupying until Jesus comes. He may not be back for a while. And whatever the case may be, we need to be found working when he either calls us home or he returns at the last trump, whichever comes first. So, this is time to do it, folks. Time to meditate and pray. Lord, what would you have me to do for you this year in 2024? not my will, thy will be done. Guide and direct me. Give me the resources I need to carry out what you've called me to do. You might have to go into a time of prayer and fasting. I'm overdue for some fasting. My wife said, you want to fast a few days? And I said, soon. So I know I need to do it. But um, when you do that, and let that be between you and the Lord, or you and your spouse. But it's not a good thing to let the world know what you're doing. Because if you telegraph that, then you've got your reward. Better do that in secret as the Lord says He'll reward you openly. Uh, Fasting is good for a number of reasons. But getting in your word, prayer, repenting, and just getting focused uh, on the Lord. You might have to turn off the TV. Tune off the news if it's distracting you too much. It's not too late, that's the good news, to make a turn. To do something extraordinary for the Lord. And it may be laying our lives down on a chopping block one day. And sending a message to the enemy. You know what? You can kill me, but I'm not going to deny Christ. Please, send me to Jesus. Because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I'm not saying that I prefer to go out that way, but That may be what we're asked to do before it's all over. And if God calls you to do that, count it an honor, we get a martyr's reward. Okay, I don't worry about how I'm going to die. I'm worried that I'm going to run out of time before I get done what needs to be done. So uh, it's time to get busy. Start today. Don't wait. If you say, yeah, I need to get in the Word, then make a a decision. You're going to change your habits. I had to do mine because I was neglecting the Word of God. As I mentioned, the flesh doesn't want to do it, but I need to do it. And there's a benefit from doing it. And uh, how are we going to progress if we're not in God's Word? We need to get in there every day, dig into it, take your time, study to show yourself approved a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of Truth. I hope this is encouragement because uh, I'm ready to get serious for the Lord. I'm ready to do some damage to the enemy. We can all do some damage to the enemy by getting God's Word, speaking it. Saying, Lord, where do you need me this year? Maybe you're new to the deliverance ministry. You say, I don't know where to get started. I'll tell you one place you can get started. Pick up some of the books from Wynne Warley. I'm going through them now. I've only read about three of the 11. I want to read them all this year. You can too. Go to WRWPublications.com and get the 11 books by Wynne Worley, starting with Battling the Host of Hell, Diary of an Exorcist. You can take the School of Deliverance from Joseph Jasinski, <clears throat> Jesusdelivers.com. If you're a man, they're going to have a men's deliverance conference here in a few days up at Hegwish Baptist Church. It's the annual Deliverance Conference. Get up to Highland, Indiana. It's only an hour outside of Chicago. You'll have the time of your life. And then for the whole families, they do three or four times a year. They'll have the first one probably in March. Plan on taking your family up to Hegewish. Make a pilgrimage up to where the torch of deliverance in America is still burning. HBCDelivers.org Say hello little to Pastor Michael Theer, Wynne Worley's son-in-law, for me. We're good friends. I hope to have Pastor Michael back on soon. I've been in touch with him. And uh, get up to one of these conferences at Hegwish. Everybody should make at least one trip up there. I've been up there three times. And I look forward to the day I can get back there again and be a regular part of it. You make some lifelong friends there and see some things you've never seen before. Real deliverance going on maybe. Can You can get deliverance up there. You can pray for others. You can You'll just have a blast. It's a weekend that uh, is nonstop. Uh, you can you have to sleep when it's over with because you won't get much sleep when you're up there. It's big them up, put them down, but you have a blast. Number of ways to get started, and again, start in the Word. Get a good King James Bible. I read the Modern King James. Put together in 1769. I don't read the new King James. No, that's not the King James that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the authorized King James Bible. 1769. I'm reading the Cambridge version. We're going to do that here in just a moment. After another song or two. But I want to say, um, this is going to be a great year. This is the year to recover all. I want to do some damage to the enemy. Um, Praise God. God got me out of a a bad place two months ago I was sick, half dead the enemy was trying to destroy us and God has helped me to turn it around because I remembered what the leper said to the leper, why sit here till we die and I said God, I can't continue like this, I've got to make some changes got to start some new projects that are long overdue to get done, help me and uh, just to try to do a top to bottom search and restoration. So the Lord is helping me. He'll help you. All we got to do is ask for his help. He will do it. And we just say, Lord, forgive me for where I've messed up. I've slacked off. Forgive me, Lord Jesus, right now, in fact, of all my sins, known and unknown, back to the very first thought, word, deed, gesture and action, any sins I've committed this year or prior. I repent. God, forgive me. Have mercy. I plead the blood of Jesus right now, Father God, over me and everybody tuning into this program. God, help us all. Apart from you, Jesus, we can't do anything. Help us, God, to do damage to the enemy this year. And recover all that he has stolen. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Winner take all. Amen. Welcome to the Speak my word is about begin. Your host is Shannon Davis. And we are living in the time of the end. Three, two, one. We have a vision. We will be reading tonight from the King James Vision. Jesus told us to preach the gospel cast out devils and lay hands on the sick if you are not obeying him you better act quick He's coming back and we will all give a report so obey Jesus so you don't come up short alright everybody we are going to pick up where we left off um, actually earlier today because I did the uh, speak my word very late my time I think it was about 3.30 a.m. this morning, about 2.30 your time, p.m., but I'm awake, I'm going to get it done early today, um, and I've got to get on a new schedule anyway, I've been going to bed about 6 a.m., which is way too late, and just destroys it the next day, uh, and that's all changing because praise God, I come back to work full-time Monday, January 1, we'll be back, new schedule, Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. And then once a week, we're going to do our international shows. Uh, I think that'll be on, um, what day will that be on, actually? Uh, international shows, Wednesdays. Okay. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, let's see. 7 to 10 Eastern, we're going to do Demon Hotline every Saturday night, 8 to 10 Eastern. Followed by Dr. Hansen at a new schedule type, 10 p.m. Eastern and uh, it's going to be a great schedule we're going to have plenty of great content for you and um, I believe in the Lord to make a trip or two this year, 2024 to the mission field hopefully to be able to join um, Brother Joseph Jaszinski in a meeting for School of Deliverance so lift me up in prayer for that God's will be done okay We're going to pick up in Judges chapter 21. Now the men of Israel had sworn in Mizpeh, saying, There shall not any of us give his daughter unto Benjamin to wife. Now let me stop right there. Uh, what has just happened in the preceding chapter is there was, a I believe it was a Levite, he had a concubine. She ran away, went back to her father's home. He took his servant with him. And they made the trip to his father-in-law's house. He got his wife back. And uh, they were there for a while. The father-in-law wanted them to tarry, so they stayed. And then day came that they rose up in the evening late to hit the road to go home and some point they had to pull over and stop for the night. And they pulled over into one of the cities of Benjamin. And while they were there, the sons of Belial, evil men, homosexuals, came in, surrounded the house that the man was in, and the concubine was taken. And the men raped her all night long. Gang raped her and she made it back to the door stoop next morning and died right there. This should not even be spoken of among the nations of Israel, but there was wickedness in the camp. That's my recollection of the story. You can go back and read it. Judges 20. So what happened? The man Tried to revive his wife, but she was dead. They had gang raped her. Not unlike what goes on in some countries right now. And he took the girl, put it over the back of his horse, his ass colt, and got her back home and then cut her into 12 pieces. And sent one piece to all the tribes. And demanded a meeting with Israel to see what would be done about this atrocity that had happened in what was friendly territory. The man wouldn't stop in in any of the other neighboring cities, said, No, let's go to one of our, our tribe. There's two places we could stop at, and they picked one in the territory of Benjamin. And when they asked Benjamin, the the tribes they met, asked Benjamin to turn over these wicked sons of Belial, Benjamin wouldn't do it. So then the tribes went to war. And both sides lost. Some men, but ultimately Benjamin was nearly annihilated before it was all over with. There was sin in the camp of the type that should not be. We've got that kind of stuff going on in America. Can you imagine we would see a day where a man could say that he's a woman and a woman could say he's a man and you could go into any bathroom you chose? Now that's happened in parts of the country. I don't know what it's like because I haven't been back in seven and a half years but I met one guy and he said you may not want to go back. It's not like you left it. Look at the Antifa riots we've seen, the BLM riots take over of cities like Chas people forget the anarchist, the rapist. look at what's happening to children they're cutting off their body parts castrating children right now indoctrinating them and in new pronouns Sodom sodomy is the order of the day in many cities. People want to fight for the right to murder children, to castrate children, to sodomize one another. We're exporting more porn than any location in the world. America. We've got adultery and fornication and homosexuality and transhumanism and transgenderism. Is the order of the day? And you don't think we're ripe for judgment? God's mercy is only going to last so long. And then, as Dr. Hansen talked about in the science of judgment, when the cup of iniquity fills up to overflowing, God has to judge. Or the righteous would just perish. In fact, there's a time coming where God's going to have to cut the day short. Or no flesh would be saved. That's what the Bible says. What's going on? I tell you what's going on. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and given in marriage. That includes gay marriage. Homosexuals. A man with a man. Anderson Cooper with his lover. Ellen Degenerate and her lover. Same sex. Ricky Martin and his male lover. Some are marrying animals or anime figures or sex dolls. It's corruption, it's depravity, it's perversion, it's confusion. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the son of the man. They were eating and drinking and given a marriage and knew not till the flood came and took them away. The judgment of God is about to fall on individuals and in wicked nations that will not repent And yeah, what does, we better get out of the way or we'll be taken out with the rest. When I say get out of the way, we better make sure that we got the blood on our doorpost before the death angel passes over. We've repented of our sins. We're living holy and acceptable before the Lord or we're going to get judged too. We're in serious trouble. Just as Israel was in trouble how could this happen? A man had his wife taken and gang raped. And then Benjamin didn't want to turn these malfactors over. That was it's okay. It's confusion, folks. God's not the author of confusion. It's lawlessness. countries, churches, peoples have lost the fear of the Lord, sadly. Well, they're in for a rude awakening. And back on the scripture reading, the war is fought, and before it's over with, almost the entire tribe of Benjamin was wiped out. At least all the mighty men of valor. And at this point, people were so pissed off at Benjamin that the men of Israel swore in Mizpah saying, there shall not any of us give his daughter unto Benjamin a the wife. Their persona non grata. And the people came to the house of God and abode there till even before God and lifted up their voices and wept sorely and said, O Yehovah, God of Israel, Why has this come to pass in Israel? That there should be today one tribe lacking in Israel? They were almost exterminated because of their sin. And it came to pass on the morrow that the people rose early and built there an altar and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. And the children of Israel said, Who is there among all the tribes of Israel that came not up with the congregation unto Yehovah? For they had made a great oath concerning him that came not up to Yehovah to Mizpah, saying, He shall surely be put to death. And the children of Israel repented them for Benjamin their brother and said, There is one tribe cut off from Israel this day. How shall we do for wives for them that remain? Seeing we have sworn by Jehovah that we will not give them of our daughters to wives. And they said, What one is there of the tribes of Israel that came not to Mizpeh to Jehovah? And behold, there came none to the camp from Jabesh Gilead to the assembly. For the people were numbered. And behold, there was none of the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead there. They didn't show up to this meeting of the congregation. And the congregation sat there 12,000 men of valiant test. These are like special forces troops. The best of the best. Commanded them saying, Go and smite the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead with the edge of the sword with the women and the children. And this is the is the thing that ye shall do. Ye shall utterly destroy every male and every woman that hath lain by man. So these are women that had knocked the boots. Either through marriage or not. I don't know if we have any virgins left in America over the age of 12. Uncle Johnny once told me about his city of commerce, son, I don't think we have any virgins here under 12 years old. Or over 12 years old. I don't know how many are over here, but we're about to see. And that's a shame. And this is the thing that ye shall do. Ye shall utterly destroy every male and every woman that hath lain by man. And they found among the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead 400 young virgins, well praise God there were a few, that had known no man by lying with any male. And they brought them unto the camp to Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan. Does anybody teach anymore that women are to remain chaste and virgins? Men too until the honeymoon night? Is it taught in the church anymore? Because I don't know if we got any virgins left. People are defiled, the land's defiled. The blood of the children and the innocent is flowing into the gutters. Where do you think the blood goes? They wash it down the drain, it goes into the water supply. Of the children that are aborted every day in America. We got a problem here, folks. It's called sin. And so did Israel. And it nearly cost him an entire tribe. How much more are we going to keep sinning in our nation before God pours out judgment and there's no nation left to save? We're getting to that. juncture in the road one, ju- one, one path leads back to God the other path there's a mushroom cloud at the end just like you see on the Omega Man picture the Omega Man came out of a, a nuclear zone you can see the mushroom cloud in the back a meteor strike coming We're going to see these things before the return of the Lord. I wasn't old enough, and probably you weren't either, to remember Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The news of it that had been nuked, hit with an atomic bomb. But we're going to hear news like that one day in the future. That city, a city or cities have been nuked. Terrible things are coming on this planet before the Lord comes back. Including a great falling away. Because people choose the wrong path and God has to bring judgment. Or everybody would perish. God brought judgment on Benjamin. Almost wiped out the tribe because of their sin. You don't think he'll bring judgment on our nation? when we're leading the pack, when we've got our State Department emissaries going out worldwide and lobbying with nations to pass laws to secure the rights for two men to make butt love or two women to burn in lust together with a dildo and get married. Folks, we're trying to pressure Africa to prove homosexual marriage. And if they don't, we threaten that we'll cut them off with embargoes. The goal of that. That's absurd. What is going on right now? But it's happening. We're in trouble. The people are in for a rude awakening. They think they're getting out of here early at a pre- Trib rapture, they got another thing coming. God hasn't appointed you and I to his wrath, but the wrath of men, count on it. Tribulation, persecution, count on it. Paul said count on it. Who are you going to believe? The Apostle Paul? Who are you going to believe? Jesus? Or are you going to believe Tim LaHaye? Perry Stone. I'm sorry, Perry, but you don't know the word of God like you need to. Paul said through much persecution and tribulation we enter enter into the kingdom of God. Every one of the disciples died for Christ. One in prison on the Isle of Patmos. The others were crucified, killed by the sword, beheaded. One suicided. John the Baptist had his head cut off and put on a platter, a charger. What have we done greater than them that would exempt us? Jesus said, all those in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Is a servant greater than the master? Jesus prayed to God. He said, Father, I ask that you not take them out of the world, but that you keep them. Through what they've got to go through, paraphrased. Strengthen them. In other words we've got to endure it till the end. We may spend some time in a jail cell before it's over with like our brothers and sisters in Christ in North Korea. Why are you and I any better than them? We get a rapture but they don't? Preposterous. These are old wives' fables that have only been promoted in recent times. The early church didn't believe that way. Paul rebuked them when well, they thought the Lord was coming back imminently and they were just going to be caught out in their bathrobes. He said, Get back to work. He said, Be not deceived. This cannot happen until first there be a great falling away and the Antichrist rise, the son of perdition. We're going to see him. He may be on the scene right now. I'm sure he is. He's walking among us. Soon to rise people be manifesting demons before their eyes? Do you know how to cast out devils? Do you know how to bind and loose? You better, you serve no use. We must overcome and endure to the end. And probably lay our lives down for Jesus before it's over with. Try to preach Jesus in Vietnam. You could get locked up. That's a communist country. Go over and try to start a church in mainland China. Good luck with that. They've demolished thousands of churches in recent years. And they're hunting underground churches right now as we speak to arrest them and torture them in prison. Where's their rapture? Where's the rapture of millions upon millions of Christians who have died for the gospel. What a farce. That pre-trib rapture doctrine has done more disservice to the body of Christ than any other doctrine because people are ill-prepared and it's setting them up for the great falling away. When persecution and tribulation come because of the word, they get offended as we read yesterday. It's part of the parable of the sower. And what happens? They fall away. They tap out. They can't handle the stress. Their hearts fail them for fear. And they take the mark of the beast. Or turn on Christ. And turn on you and I. People are ill prepared. We don't need to worry about how we're going to die. We need to worry about are we going to be able to get the job done with the time we got remaining. Because it's running out. It's time to get serious, 2024. It's time to get sin out of our life. Repent, or God is going to hold us accountable. And they're trying to get things cleaned up here, back in the word, because of sin. Benjamin, the tribe Benjamin was almost exterminated. They don't even have enough women folk to repopulate. What's Israel going to do? And what are they going to do to this group that did not come up to the help of the Lord, to the help of the Lord against the mighty? They're about to die. There's a warning to you and I if we don't join in the battle. Same warning that Miraz, who did not come up to the help of the Lord, to the help of the Lord against the mighty, The angel lord said, "Curse ye, morose! I believe there's a curse on you and I, when we do not come to the help of the Lord and get in this battle, and we sit on our buttocks. Every man, boy, man, woman, boy and girl, who call themselves Christians, have been called for a time such as now to report for duty and get in the battle. God needs your help and mine. Or will we be like Jabesh Gilead, who did nothing?" when the call to muster was proclaimed they didn't come to the battle. They're going to pay for it now. God forbid the Lord Jesus looks at you and I and says depart from me you worker of iniquity I never knew you. Jesus said if you do not pick up your cross and follow me you're not worthy of me. And what you do, he says, if you put your hand to the plow and look back, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. So if you and I have faltered at any point, we need to get back to work. I need to get back to work. It's time to make up for some lost time. It's time to go all in. It's time to double down and mean business with the Lord, or you and I are not going to make it in the days that are ahead. If we don't sell out, we're going to get to a juncture where the Lord Jesus Christ says, I would that you were hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. He's going to say that to some people. God forbid. I hope he doesn't say it to any of us here on the program. That'd be a terrible thing. But the word of God is true. Let every man be a liar. It says, straight is the gate near narrow is the way. Few be that enter therein. Most are not going to make it. When the pressure comes they're going to fall away be offended and then they're going to take that mark and their fate is going to be settled once and for all they're going to go to hell for eternity Uh, not eternity for about a thousand years until the lake of fire after the great white throne judgment that's for eternity God help us we're not going to make it if we don't get strong now that's why we need to to man and woman up get in the word build up our faith set on our mind that I'll go all the way even to the death if that's what requires. But I will not deny Jesus. I will not worship the beast. I will not take that mark. I will not turn away from the Lord for what the world has to offer. Some have rejected Jesus for the love of money or the love of an individual. There's some right now living in sin and they know it's sin. And all the word of God says fornicators and adulterers will not inherit the kingdom of God. They continue in that relationship. Sleeping with someone who is not their spouse. Making excuses. Well, maybe I'll get married next year. Next year may not come. You, you and I could die tonight. And if you're not ready to meet Jesus, sorry, it's too late. You're dead. Spirit's left the body. You didn't get things resolved before you died, now judgment comes. Was the sex worth that much? Was the love of money worth turning your back on Jesus? Most are not going to make it, folks. That's why hell's had to expand. It's taking about 150,000 new people in every day. They're dying and going to eternity and lost. And many have called themselves Christians. We've got to endure to the end to be saved. Jabesh Gilead. They're going to be dealt with now. And the congregation sent there 12,000 men of the valiant test. That's a word I haven't seen before and commanded them saying go and smite the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead with the edge of the sword with the women and the children and this is the thing that ye shall do ye shall utterly destroy every male that includes the children and every woman that hath lain by man but there's a plan here And they found among the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead 400 young virgins that had known no man by lying with any male. And they brought them unto the camp of Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan. How many of us have lost our virginity because our parents didn't do a good job of sitting us down and saying sex was created by God as a holy thing between a male and a female in the context of marriage you don't have relations until the honeymoon night who sits down anymore and has those discussions with their kids Who watches their children and says, I'm not going to just let you go out and date willy-nilly. Because I know where that leads. Leads to the backside of a car. And Pop goes the weasel. No, you can't stay out all night. I'm going to give you a curfew. And you're going to be chaperoned. Who does that anymore? Apparently not too many because just about everybody has lost their virginity today, even in the church. There's very few virgins left. I'm surprised there were 400 left in this city. But they found 400 virgin women. How old they were, I don't know. But they found 400 young virgins. And they brought them unto the camp to Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan. And the whole congregation sent some to speak to the children of Benjamin that were in the rock Rimon, and to call peaceably unto them. And Benjamin came again at that time and they gave them wives which they had saved alive of the women of Jabesh Gilead. The rest were put to the sword. And yet so they sufficed them not. And the people repented them for Benjamin, because Yahovah had made a breach in the tribes of Israel. Then the elders of the congregation said, How shall we do for wives for them that remain? Seeing the women are destroyed out of Benjamin. So in other words, 400 just put a den in their need, but there were many that did not have wives. It was not enough, it did not suffice. And they said, There must be an inheritance for them that be escaped of Benjamin, that a tribe be not destroyed out of Israel. Howbeit we may not give them wives of our daughters, because they vowed not to do that. For the children of Israel have sworn, saying, Cursed be he that giveth a wife to Benjamin. Once you make a vow, you got to keep it. As far as God is concerned, I made a vow about two weeks ago that if God saved my life I would give up caffeine forever in the form of coffee which is where I was getting it. One coffee a day didn't suffice. Multiple cappuccinos almost killed me. Almost gave me a heart attack. And here I am trying to make a turn in my health and I said dear God I waited till late have mercy on me. So I made a vow. I said, Lord, you saved my life. I am done with coffee. Because I know that's what's doing me in. And the Lord healed me. And I will never drink coffee again. Coffee will never touch my lips. Till I meet Jesus. Now, if he wants me to drink coffee in the New Jerusalem with him, I'll do that. But I made a vow. I've got to keep it. Lord held up his end of the bargain, i got got to keep mine. Have you made a vow to the Lord and broken it? It's time to renew it and keep your bargain. And be careful what you vow. You may need to make a vow. I've made two big vows in my life. And God expects you and I to keep them. Better not to make a vow than to make one and break it with the Lord. It's a serious thing. God will hold you and I to it. And if a vow is made by a woman in a household and the father comes in and hears what was vowed, in the same day he can disannul it. He can break that vow and it's broken. But he has to do it in the same day that he hears it otherwise God will hold the women folk to the vow that they made. Sometimes people vow foolishly coffee for my life, it was not a foolish vow. I want to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord Jesus and I don't need to go out before my time. Like one brother said to me, I don't want to be killed by overeating. What a terrible way to go. You ate yourself to death. Some people do. But right now there's an opportunity to repent Is I had to repent for many things. That were not conducive to longevity, not taking care of my body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit, defiling it with the wrong kind of foods, with no exercise, not sufficient sleep and water, and then we wonder why we have problems, diabetes, cancer, stroke, muscle atrophy premature death we're not doing God a service by killing ourselves he doesn't need you and I over there in heaven early unless you're building his choir which happened with my uncle Dwight the Lord called him at age 12 for his choir that's an exception to the rule we need, to, we need to live as long as we can. You and I can't help our loved ones if we're dead. We can't win souls for Jesus if we're dead. We can't help deliver the captives of demons that want to take them out in a body bag because there's nothing to deliver if you and I are dead. And don't wait till next year to get started. Start today. Repent. Lord, help me we're going to need the help to make any changes. Self-change is the hardest thing to do. But we can do all things through Christ Jesus which strengthens us. I said, Lord, I can't do it by myself. You have to take away the craving. He took away the craving. And you know what? I had uh, I had no uh, headaches when I came off caffeine. Drinking heavy every day. Took it away. My energy was low for about a week. I won't lie there. But it's it's coming back. As I hit that gym, I see a change taking place. I've never hit a gym. Now the muscles that were atrophying in my arm, they're starting to build. It's not going to happen overnight. I've got a long way to go. I need to lose 50 pounds at age 54 in 2024 to be where I want to be. I'm obese at 171 pounds for five foot five. I'm going to get down to 125 by God's grace. every person has a different goal but we need to we need to crucify the flesh and cast out demons. We need to renew our mind to the hearing of God's word. I started a Bible plan where I'm in it right now as we're speaking. If I don't force myself to do it I won't do it. We have to take action the leper said to the leper, why sit here till we die? Some will not take action and they will die before their time. The Lord says, well, I wanted to do more with you, but here you are. Come on in. Just came early. I'll have to give that job to somebody else. You didn't finish your work. We'll lose our reward in some cases. You can make it in heaven with the smell of smoke if that's what you want. But you lose your reward. That's part of the judgment seat of Christ for rewards. We don't understand all that rewards encompass. Some people think, well, it's just a lollipop, an extra butter cookie. But they don't need to go above and beyond. You're kidding me. Come on. People are going to lose out. It'll be too late. there was not enough wives for every man that needed one in Benjamin. And they said there must be an inheritance for them that be escaped of Benjamin that a tribe be not destroyed out of Israel. Howbeit, we may not give them wives of our daughters for the children of Israel have sworn saying cursed be he that giveth a wife to Benjamin. So if you had given a wife to Benjamin you'd have a curse on your head. Then they said, Behold. Somebody's got wisdom here. There is a feast of Yehovah in Shiloh yearly in a place which is on the north side of Bethel. On the east side of the highway that goeth up from Bethel to Shechem. They had highways back then. Did you know that? They just weren't paved. Until the Romans came along. Put stones down. In most cases that is. On the east side of the highway that goeth up from Bethel to Shechem, and on the south of Labona, therefore they commanded the children of Benjamin, saying, Go and lie in wait in the vineyards, and see and behold, if the daughters of Shiloh come out to dance and dances, then come ye out of the vineyards, and catch you every man his wife of the daughters of Shiloh, and go to the land of Benjamin. shall be when their fathers or their brethren come unto us to complain that we will say unto them be favorable unto them for our sakes because we reserve not to each man his wife in the war for ye did not give unto them at this time that ye should be guilty and the children of Benjamin did so and took them wives so they basically kidnapped them it wasn't voluntary but they were kidnapped and the children of benjamin did so and took them wives according to the number of them that danced whom they caught how would you like that that would be kind of fun single man there's a party going to go down tonight over there near the highway and uh if you can catch your wife you take her home there is still hope for some single men out there and <laughs> And the children of Benjamin did so, and took them wives according to their number. Of them that danced, whom they caught, and they went and returned unto their inheritance, and repaired the cities, and dwelt in them. You know, I've read the Bible before. But this is afresh. We can't get everything reading the Bible one time. Not even ten times. I think we've got enough to keep us busy till Jesus comes back and there will always be something new to learn that we didn't see the first time. Our new level that God shows us of His Word. Holy Spirit unlocking it for us. Taking the blinders off our eyes so we can read, understand, gain knowledge and wisdom, understanding. That's actually that's kind of cool, what they came up with as a solution. And the children of Benjamin did so and took them wives according to the number of them that danced, whom they caught, and they went and returned unto their inheritance, and repaired the cities and dwelt in them. Folks, be careful that you young daughters and sons go out to these parties. Might be the last time you see (laughs) And the children of Israel departed thence at that time, every man to his tribe and to his family. And they went out from thence every man to his inheritance. Problem was solved. Benjamin's going to have enough wives to repopulate. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. I'm going to stop there for judges. We're going to go next to Matthew chapter 14. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard of the fame of Jesus and said unto his servants, This is John the Baptist. He is risen from the dead. So John has been executed by Herod. And he hears of these miracles, Herod does. He thinks John is risen from the dead. Therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. For Herod had laid hold on John and bound him and put him in the prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife. Herod had committed adultery, had taken the wife of his brother Philip and married her. We know of an Indonesian lady. She's actually a friend of the family. Sadly, her husband left her, and they had a child, and he went and married her sister. How do you deal with that one? Lord, have mercy. For John said unto him, It is not lawful for thee to have her. And when he would have put him to death, he feared the multitude, because they counted John as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was kept, the daughter of Herodias, really his niece danced before them and pleased Herod I'm sure she was a promiscuous girl you can tell those who are promiscuous by the way they dress or they're just about to become promiscuous because when a young man sees a woman bearing it all, how can he not fall into lust and commit adultery in his heart and then probably move to the very act? Ladies, be careful how you dress. You can cause a man to fall into lust and, and commit adultery. Lord will hold you accountable. As he'll hold him accountable who is lusting after your body and wanted to knock the boots. Sadly, we got some married women out there dressing like that. I don't what do you make of that? I saw a video of a, a church service and there was a, a married couple in there, clearly they were married older couple, probably in their forties, and the lady in there had a dress on looked like a cheerleader's dress. It was above the knees and then about halfway hiked up. I don't know why her husband was letting her do that. Why was she doing that? Who was she trying to show her wares off to? And maybe it was subconscious, but there's demons inside that want you to show off your skin. Wreck homes. Cause people to fall into porn and adultery. Happens every day and happens in churches too. Some people go to church just to find them a wife or a husband. Not interested in the word of God. And they're there to put their wares on display. Should not be. But fornication, adultery have been going on for thousands of years. Here it was. Herod was with his brother Philip's wife. How did Philip feel about that? Probably not well. Probably couldn't say anything either. Probably been executed. So Herodias is dancing in her skimpy garments. Pleased herod. it. Whereupon he promised with an oath to give her whatsoever she would ask. And she being before instructed of her mother said give me here John Baptist head in a charger. What a wicked woman and man. They were living for the moment. They're in hell tonight. Give me here John the Baptist head in a charger. They had that prophet executed. Took him to a chopping block cut his head off. With one fell swoop of the axe or the sword, they grabbed him by the locks of his hair and put him up on a uh, a silver serving platter. Pulled the top off, instead of finding a turkey, they found uh, the head of a prophet. Give me here John Baptist's head and a charger. The king was sorry, nevertheless for the oath's sake and them which sat with him at meat, he commanded it to be given her, and he sent and beheaded John in the prison, and his head was brought in a charger and given to the damsel, and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came and took up the body and buried it, and went and told Jesus. When Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said to them, They need not depart. Give ye them to eat. They said unto him, We have here but five loaves of bread and two fishes. Those fishes weren't that big. Those fish if they were um, the fish that you see caught over there near Ganli they're very small fish that they'll serve up in a restaurant what do they call them, peterfish? forget the name I ate some they're really good, they served them up with the french fries Jerry Golden took me to that restaurant uh, and Al Cuppet and my brother Cameron back in 2005 or so when we took a trip to Israel. Peter fish I think and uh, man they were good. I was like give me some more. How are you going to feed a multitude with two fish and five loaves of bread? He said bring them here to me. And Jesus commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass And took the five loaves and the two fishes, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake, and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled, and they took up of the fragments that remained twelve baskets full. And they that had eaten were about five thousand men, besides the women and children. That's a lot of people. there could have been twenty thousand or more there, and they had and they that had eaten were five thousand men beside women and children and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray, and when the evening was come, he was there alone. If it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou little faith! Why did you doubt? Wherefore did thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying of a truth, Thou art the Son of God. And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all that country round about, and brought unto him all that were diseased, and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Praise God. Father God, in Jesus' name, thank you for your word today. We can put our faith and trust in your word, it is forever established in heaven. We have your word today God. These are not the words of men. This is your word. That you had them commit to paper. Bless the hearer tonight God. Bless us all as we go forward for you. Strengthen us Jesus for the journey ahead that we not falter. Bless everyone that came out tonight Not God. Give us all more faith, wisdom, knowledge and understanding. Put a hunger in us, God, that will not be satiated until we're in your word every day. In Jesus Christ's name, bless us, amen. Folks, love and appreciate you. Thank you for joining me for this program we do every day called Speak My Word. Uh, time to be determined. I've got to put that, figure that out. Um, it will be in addition to the Omega Man radio slots that we've set up for our guest, 7 to 10 Eastern. We will do some bonus shows, though. I will go later or earlier as we need for additional guests, but Speak My Word will be um, in addition to. Love you all. If you want to support this ministry, help us anyway you can do that at OmegaManRadio.com. That's all I'll say about that. I want to thank you that have God richly bless you. You helped us get this far. God bless you greatly in Jesus' name. Folks, we'll see you next time. Love you all in Jesus' name.